Hello, this is Ed Nichols, superintendent of Madison City Schools, and you are sitting with the suit. This is our second season podcast where we bring you inside Madison City Schools to know more in depth about programs and other activities that our students and our teachers are doing in our school district. As I always, I'm thankful to Rachel Gibbs and Russell Johnson that coordinate our podcast and John Peck that helps us with our medias here today. Uh, I'm very excited about the topic today. Uh, one of the changes that we've made, part of our strategic plan, was to expand our elementary art and music. And so uh, in previous years, we've rotated that semester to semester, and now we can have that for our students um, throughout the year across grades all year long. I have with me Noel Newquist. Noel is an art teacher at Midtown um, Elementary School and Audra Lofton, who is a music teacher at Columbia. How are y'all today? Doing well. Fantastic. Thank you. Great. Audra, just tell us a little bit about yourself so the listeners will know your your journey here in, uh, in, in our school district. Sure. Um, yes, I am happy to be here. This is my 12th year in Madison City. My 25th year, I'm beginning in education total, so it's hard to... You're just a youngster. ...sane <laughs> youth any longer when you have to admit that. But anyway, I, um, I was originally from North Carolina, came from there, and um, my husband got a placement here at uh, Redstone, and that's what drew us to Alabama, and we've been here ever since, since his retirement and sticking in Madison area, and we love it here. Well, great. Noel, tell us a little bit about yourself. I uh, grew up in Madison. I am a Bob Jones graduate, 2002. I went to Florida for college and came back to teach. And uh, I have been teaching in Madison City Schools for 15 years now. Great, great. Well, Otter, we'll start with you. We made this change. Uh, you know, I always like to remind people that uh, the superintendent has other duties as assigned to, and one of those other duties is the being the fine arts coordinator. I'm not sure how that works out. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe that's my background. Um, but when I met with all of the art and music teachers last year and asked for a list of things that we could do for our programs, overwhelming, even the secondary folks said, we need to expand yes. full-time art and music all year long for our elementary kids. So you've been here, Otter, when we did it and rotated, and now this is our first year in a new in a new plan. Tell me how that's different for you. Okay. Well, I um, am looking at an entire thirty-six week curriculum now, rather than eight, eighteen weeks, if, if even that, on the old system. So I um, there it was often difficult in the past to. Um, build rapport with students and have a long term and, and even on the faculty because you were always packing up to leave each December and go to a new place and so I don't want to talk about the old way any you know too much because we're so excited about the new way but it yes. is different now because um, I am able just to be a member of this faculty alone mm -hmm. I'm able to have uh, amongst the specials team steam and Spanish and art and music all together makes a PLC you know a natural mm -hmm. one at the school for me and um, just really honestly I'm just excited about when we used to look at the curriculum we we glazed over a lot of our our components and in, in our in the curriculum, and now we just really can dig deeper mm -hmm. and go in depth. More weeks on a certain topic or or 
whatever we, you know, have on that lesson plan. Fantastic. Noel? Uh, same. Um, one of the big things for me in art is that a lot of the projects we create in art take a lot of time to make. And so two factors in the art classroom, by having expanded throughout the, the whole school year, uh, one big factor is that we can dive deeper, put more detail, go the next level for each project. And then the other thing is the ability to make more, more projects. And in doing so, like Audra was saying, there's, you know, we, a lot of people don't realize that we art and music teachers have standards of curriculum. We have state standards that in, even in 36 weeks, only seeing them 30 minutes a week, it's still hard to really really instill all of that into into that amount of time but it's looking in that broad scope it's going to be a lot easier especially because we, we talk a lot about the summer slide and for us that's been more than a summer it's been a whole year because oh, that's right. we used to just travel just change schools every December and so students would go a whole year without having art and then by the time I'd see them again, it's like they'd forgotten everything I taught them for the past three years. Sure. Yeah. So I think this is going to not just open up how much and how deep I can go with my instruction, but also improve their understanding from year to year. So I know we, we added staff, and, and Audrey, you mentioned STEM. We also, through a DODEA -O -D -E grant, were able to add uh, a STEM teacher at every elementary school. So we now have the STEM teacher at each school, the art teacher at each school, the music teacher at each school. Talk about what went on in the summer and prior to school, preparation-wise, professional development-wise, group, you know, kind of that group of teachers in, in that fine arts area. Well, um, music specifically was given time to, like like I said earlier, take our our standards and right. and just create a scope and sequence that would last an entire year and uh, we see it as a living document a working document you know we, we honestly were burgeoning new territory that we weren't sure exactly what you know how deep did we want to go or how you know so we're excited to get to revisit that at the end of the year and next summer be be able to say I, I like how many weeks we spent here or maybe we should extend this unit or that kind of thing so that happens specifically with each discipline our the same opportunity uh, and and I'm assuming Spanish mm -hmm. did too I know um, so those were the kinds of things that we did as uh, you know discipline wise so is orphan could I still part of a, of a curriculum base for music I'm, I know that my background in that that that's really a great way to teach kids yes. the fundamentals of, of music and and rhythm and those things definitely yes and those are those are um, you know, uh, philosophies that, mm -hmm. that guide our teaching in elementary music. So we often seek those opportunities to gain PD outside, of, you know, mm -hmm. in the summertime and, and that kind of thing to be get extra training uh, to help us. With, but yes, Orf and Kodai, Dal Crozier Ethnics, yeah. those, are all, um, those are all guiding in elementary music. I had a professor in college who that was, uh, she was uh, 
very well known for that. For, she had a, a doctorate from Michigan, and that had been her focus. And we all got to take her class. And I don't, I'm sure, not sure we appreciated it when right. we were 19 years old. But yeah. as we got older, we appreciated that sure. more. Uh, Noel, talk a little bit about how the structure now at the school with these classes is not only beneficial to what you all can do, scope and sequence and curriculumize with the fine arts, but it's also beneficial to general ed teachers. It's beneficial to everybody. The teachers win, the parents win, the students win, everybody wins. Um, the, the gen ed teachers in particular, they have now um, four days a week. They have their PE time back to back with a specials class. That's art, music, Spanish, and STEM. And so for four days a week, the teachers, the classroom teachers, have a whole hour of planning time all at the same time. And not just each individual teacher having their planning time all in one block, but at the same time as the other teachers in their grade level. So it gives the teachers collaborative time. The teachers are doing PLCs, professional learning committees, um, communities, and they, so it's, it gives them a chance to um, improve what what they're doing with their students in the in the classroom um, and as Audra said before uh, we also now for us as the specials also can do similar things grouping up together with our other specials team at the school and really having us a solid team so I think it's done a lot of team building yes. amongst amongst all the different grade levels and, and teacher groups. You know, people don't think about this, and, and I didn't probably until several years ago. I was on the music side of fine arts, and right. so there is a structure, and a you there learn is. to play an instrument, and you learn to the technique of it. And, and, the I fundamentals. Think, and I think so many people think art is just, well, you're born that way. And my aunt, my Aunt Jenny is an artist here in the Huntsville area, and she goes to all of these classes to improve her technique and, and brush stroking mm -hmm. or different paints and those things. And, and you know, I, I don't think people um, realize that, yes, it's like music. There are people born that have like a unique gift to that, but you can also learn and grow in the technique, and the same is true with art. In fact, it's that's what led me to be an art teacher in the beginning. I was on the path to become a teacher of some kind, probably would have been math or science. And I actually never had an art class until I was a senior in high school. I was on the waiting list every year. And then by my senior year, my mom stepped in and said, uh, no, it's, it's his last chance. You're going to put him in. And I had always, I always enjoyed doodling and, and I loved to draw and paint before that, but I never felt like I could do anything. Mm -hmm. I always thought I was one of those people who just wasn't born with it. Mm -hmm. And then when I actually got into a classroom where I was being taught the fundamentals, taught the techniques, how to look at things, how to break things down into simple shapes, and it, it opened me up to a whole new world that I didn't know was possible. And that's what I try to instill in my students every day is that these are skills and techniques that anyone can learn and and that everyone should learn mm -hmm. the ability I, to see and, I don't there was a book out several years ago and I'll get the title wrong something like drawing on the right side of the yes. brain yes. that may be right I actually bought that book 
and for a, a few, I was, I was, I spent some weeks learning and going through the chapter of that, and it was amazing. One of the first exercises they have you do is like draw your hand, or to look in a right. mirror and draw your face, and then you come back several weeks later and, and do, and do it thing. again, and you're like, okay, well that looks a lot closer to me than it did, yes. you know, and and that just reinforced that I I knew that on the music side, but yes. that it's also there. Well, folks. Um, you know, we're we're just super excited about the opportunity that's out there. You know, um, Audra, I'll tell you a little story. My music teacher when I was in third grade was uh, Ms. Rowan. Uh-huh. I never forgot her. And if we were really good in class, we got to sing this song out of one of the music books called Delgato the Cat. Yes. I still remember this song. It's still in third grade yes. cricket. Oh, Delgato was a cat. Sure. I, I, you know, and if for boys, if we acted right, they let us sing that. And right. we liked the meow, meow, meow right. part. Okay. Exactly. Um, so when I got to high school, she became my choir director. Oh. And so several years ago, about seven or eight, I was home in my hometown and I went back to my elementary school just because I wanted to walk the halls and see it. And I was telling the principal about Ms. Rowan and he said, well, you know, she's teaching down the hall that we have a maternity leave, I think they said, and she's teaching music. So I got to walk in the class. She had not seen me probably in 30 years <laughs> and, uh, and tell her who I was. Yeah. And I, I told her, I said, you know, I went on and, and studied music in college and a lot of that was because of the opportunity I had right. uh, for her, right. and and I wish wish that I'd had an art class. I probably yes. would have yep. would have enjoyed that. But it's never too late to learn. It isn't. It's never too late, and you can uh, buy a book and you can sit at home. YouTube's a wonderful you thing. A lot, isn't of, a lot, lot of a lot of videos. A lot, on lot of places to learn that now. Well, listen, we know that the kids you represent teachers from across our district that are having this new opportunity for our students. And I can't thank you enough for the work you've put in. I'm excited about the fact that, that, that our kids are going to get a broader understanding of their curriculum and scope and sequence. And, um, and it's as you said, well, it's a win-win for the general ed teachers. It's a win-win across the school district. Uh, we're going to be able to, to focus more on things that kids will enjoy and make decisions about at the middle school and high school level. And so uh, just thank you both on, on behalf of the people. And thank you to our board that, yes. that helped us to Certainly. put this in our budget. It was part of our strategic thank you plan. Too. I know you, and, um, you were a big part of that, too. You know, we, you. we just set our sights that that was going to be a goal, and we were going to get it done. We're so grateful. And, uh, and well, it's, been, it's, it's great to watch you and come in there and see what's going on. Well, thank you both. And thank you to Rachel here today with us and John Peck, as always, they're keeping us online here. And then we've another great episode of the great things that are happening in the Madison City School District. I'm Ed Nichols, and you have been sitting with the soup.